Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And welcome back to America's Heroes Group with our roundtable and our partner, the National Women's Veterans United, NWVU. June is LGBTQ Pride Month. Today is Saturday, June 10th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Cleveland, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have Rochelle Crump with us again, our partner. She's a U.S. Army veteran and founder and president of the National Women's Veterans United. How are you doing, Rochelle? I'm doing fine, Sean. Thank you. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So I did not know what is Women's Veterans Day. I didn't know they had a Women's Veterans Day. When is that? What is that all about? When is it? Really? Yeah. It is actually on uh, June the 12th, which is Monday. Uh, It is actually created by legislation, and not every state has it. Now, it is uh, this year is the 75th anniversary of the groundbreaking, really, of Women's Armed Services for the Integration Act, you know, which was signed into law by the President uh, Harry Truman on June the 12th of 1948. And it also enabled, you know, women to serve as permanent regular members of the Army, the Marine Corps, the Navy, and the Air Force. And so, you know, it's huge for us, pretty much, for those of us who have served in the armed forces because it gave us the right actually to be called a soldier, to be called, you know what I'm saying, a Mm -hmm. Marine, Mm -hmm. because even though we were wearing that uniform, we did not have the same rights as they did with, you know, like as a soldier, pretty much. Mm. And so, you know, and then when you look at it, according to the VA, you know, like we're one of the fastest growing demographics uh, in the United States, you know, for Mm -hmm. military yeah, for, you know, we're like 20%. We'll be 20% anyway, uh, they said, by 2045. And so, you know, it's just rolling around because it's male-dominated. We'll never be able to catch up with that number, you know, as far as males are concerned. That's that being veterans, that's being in the military, you know. So that's why it's so important for us, mm-hmm. you know, to have that day. Now, keep in mind, some women, uh, I heard... Uh, that don't necessarily, you know, think it's necessary to say or have a quote-unquote Women Veterans Day. Now, I know that was a very small population because too many of them are doing the work, you know, in different states trying to make sure that that is legislation that they have in their states. So I think it's a small population that feel that, you know, oh, well, we just can say we are veterans. Well, it's okay to just say that we are veterans, but look at, you know, the significant part of why it means so much to many of us, you mm-hmm. know, and it's more so because of that male domination. And so, you know, when we say we are veterans, and I can give you like some examples, like here it is 2003 and June the 2nd of 2003, I went for a medical appointment in a VA facility in the clinic. And, you know, they asked me my name, my number, and all this stuff. And then they wanted to know, does Mr. Crump have any insurance? Like, I'm bringing in the veteran. You know what I'm saying? And I'm wow. looking at her like she crazy and out of her mind. You know, it was such an insult, mm-hmm. you know. 
and 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 you wonder, you know, my whole thing was, well, how long have you been working here? Right. You know, because I know you have. To, I'm not the first woman veteran that has come in here. Right. So you know, and and then it didn't stop there because Memorial Day, when we were waiting after we had decorated the uh, the truck and all that stuff, waiting to pass on, and a guy walks up. I'm talking to three of the other uh, veterans. They were male. I'm female. And he came and he said, thanks for your service, man. Thanks for your service. Gave him dap and, you know, and stuff like that. He looked at me. Now, man, you know, I got all this stuff on me to indicate I'm a veteran, too. And he looked at me and turned the other way. I mean, I was just so insulted, wow. you know, but I didn't, let, I didn't let him get away. You know, I said, hey, what about me? You know, and then he's like, oh, my sister, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for that. I said, that is not enough. You know, I said, this is 2023, and you don't know that women, you know, I go into this educational piece with him, you know, and it's just like on and on. And, and when does that ever stop? You know, that's the whole thing. We do so much to try to make, you know, it known that women serve this country, too. You know, so more education. We have to keep pushing it. I keep telling the women, you know, hey, I don't care if I if I have on a ball gown, I'm going to put on a hat that says I'm a veteran. Mm. Or I'm going to put some uh, combat boots on. Mm -hmm. You know, something, because they're going to need to learn this lesson one way or the other. You know? So, I think it's also I mean, important, it, though, that the, the people actually understand the, the, the struggles that veteran women and veterans go through today. Because the thing is, when people think about Veterans Day, I think, is important because veterans are carrying a lot. It reminds me of that poem. You might have heard that poem, The Things That They Carry. I mean, people are yeah. they're not just the things we carry in our duffel bags. The poem's about the things we carry in our minds and our souls and our spirits. And those experiences that come from, you know, sometimes from combat, from the military experience, from um, being, God forbid, being a POW. But women have to deal with other stuff on top of that. You got you got a military sexual trauma that's prevalent in the military. You have yeah. sexual harassment. You have drive discrimination. You have um, discrimination in, and even just trying to make rank in the military. All the stuff you got to deal with yeah. being a woman in the military. And the we don't think about stuff. that. Nobody even look at, looks at that. And oftentimes, I've, when you go back and look at history, we find that a lot of positive social changes have been invented by the military. You know, integration came out of the military Absolutely. you know a lot of the things Absolutely. that we think how we think of even a lot you can even argue that the military starting even and it was turning turning the corner starting leading the way and recognizing the, the contributions of lgbtq mm-hmm. because mm -hmm. the military is saying wait a minute there's a there's some value here we can have people that we the more the military learned that the more diverse your 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 fighting force is the more ideas and the ways you can basically defend yourself against all kinds of different enemies, foreign, domestic, wherever, because the more ideas and thoughts you have, Native Americans who were used to create codes during World War One, and the Germans could not figure out what these guys were talking about. Nobody could figure them out because there was it was such an indigenous language that they were able uh -huh. to. The Native Americans were able to help us, you know, keep information private and sensitive because they were right. They were writing it in their native language, oh, yeah. sending sensitive oh, yeah, information but... back and forth, and helped us win the war. Absolutely, but you can take it even more to at home and look at the fact that, and nobody looks at this, you know, but just look at the Afghanistan and the uh, Iraq war. If it had not been for women, the um, number of women that they had in the military at that time, they would have had to go into a draft. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a fact. 
Yeah. You know, so that's always overlooked, you know, and it's always, you know, when you look at even the types of jobs that they learn to do and, you know, mastering and everything like that. And then when they come home, even because they are women, they still can't go into those fields because they're blocked out of them because of the male domination and because, of course, they feel that that's a man's job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a lot of that give and take. But it has so much to do with people understanding, you know, all those things that you did, I mean, that you said, but more so about what the women did, mm -hmm. you know, because they have to be acknowledged one way or the other. And then I understand those people who have children, their children have to grow up basically to keep that going. You know what I'm saying? And these younger veterans, we're fighting for them. They're going to be the step, you know, step on our shoulder group. But if we don't fix it for them now, then eventually they're going to lose that battle of even being recognized for any of the things and significant things that they do. So we have an obligation just for our younger veterans to make sure that they are not left out of history, that they are, you know, awarded those benefits that they deserve, that they basically have, you know, some parts within um, things that they need just even to keep them in well-being, you know, arena. So we have an obligation to do that. Hmm. And, you know, and we're up to the challenge of that, you know, because we still got a lot of stuff to do and change in policies. And, you know, when we can't change policies and things like that, that's when we don't see money. That's when we don't get the uh, funding for things because there's no policies that goes along with it you know, to identify all of the needs. And that's what we're actually experiencing now. We see this over and over again that the people who have these big organizations are the ones who are getting the fundings and the little people who are doing all the work are getting the crumbs if they get any. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's with the veteran uh, organization because we are one of very few all women veterans that have an organization, a facility. And so, you know, it's a bypass. We don't really, you know, get the big dollars, but they give them to the American Legion, they give them to the Red Cross, they give them to all those places pretty much that have been here for years where we weren't even invited to the table. Let's mm. just say that. So do so you see a lot of women in the American that. Legion? That's one thing I never thought about. Do you see a lot of women in the American Legion or the or VFWs? The there of are Wars. women in the organizations. Um, they're getting their growth of it, too. Uh, you know, a lot of times what they do is when they first get out of the military, they pay their dues. You mm. know, they give them a year membership. So that's how they get it. But now whether or not they continue on is another thing, because most of them don't. Because one thing is when the younger girls go in there, or young ladies go into the facility, and they see all these old men... Mostly, and then they got to, they'll push them over there to the auxiliary, you know, because they just don't fit in there. They don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like them sitting in the room with their parents. Wow. You get you get that picture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now they're going to a place where their parents would be going instead of them going. So you you don't think the so VFWs and the, and the American Legions have kind of kept up with the times? As far as no. being, as far as being like, no, modern. they have not. And no, the, but one no. thing too, though, you got to think about it though, is that the the military population is aging, and that's what's well, now. You know what? I got and I got to co-sign what you just said because when I talk to guys that are in, like, there's I have, a, I have friends that are in the VFW close to where I work, 
um, or it's not VFW, it's American Legion. But the thing is, in that particular place, they even com- they even complain about it. all the guys that are coming out of the military from Afghanistan and Iraq right now are not joining. They're they're trying to do outreach and trying to get these guys to come in, and they're not interested in coming in. They're, they mean they got the bar in there, and they got all kinds of activities in there. They got their first responders day where they're giving out pizza and burgers and hot dogs and stuff. But they're not getting yep. the younger generation. But the military population, and for that as a whole, is aging. The majority mm-hmm. of the military population are seniors because it, because the, for, the, the military force is shrinking, and as it seems. The direction that the military is going into um, is they're getting more automation. Everything's becoming more robotic and computers and press a button, do this and do that. Everything is AI and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So there seems to be and they're, and they're up in the ante as to what types of uh, what type of skills that they want from new recruits. You can't just come in there with a high school diploma. It seems like now it is harder. It's harder and harder to do that. You definitely can't oh, go no, in there and not. get a GED. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. Because the latest thing that happened was because the retention and um, the recruitment is down so low Mm, that they're accepting them with tattoos, with braids, with, you know, they've really gone like in a a mode where, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they like to take it back to that, you know, because it should, you know, we lost a lot of good standards within the organization you know and so one thing that you always took pride in was being different from mm-hmm. the population you know but that's gone out the window because they need that recruitment wow. so you know when you look at it it's the same thing for the women you know they have their chance to put in what they wanted and stuff like that but you know i looked at what they asked for they wanted to wear fingernail polish they wanted to wear lipstick they wanted to wear long hair you know and all this kind of stuff which was irrelevant in so many ways to, you know, looking at career. You know, how do we best get to career being officers and making more money? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that should have been what was on the table. You know, things like that that have some significant, you know, uh, parts for leadership and, you know, being able to pass it on to the next person. What are you passing on to the next person? Oh, you can wear braids now. You can, you know, uh-uh, No. So there's a lot of work to do, and this is where those policies and procedures come in, even in the military, you know, as the standards are are shrinking. But uh, we have so much work to do, and we need those finances pretty much to get it done, you know, because we can't just invite people to programs and can't produce programs because we can't afford them. Mm. So, you know, as we look at what's in the future for us and more women who are coming out and you spoke to the fact that, you know, it's getting to be the population is getting much, much older. How do we look at, you know, bringing in those younger people? They need to be going into leadership roles and things like that. But keep it in mind, you've got to do things because they have children. They have small children now also. So it's got to be that kind of friendly facility for them where they can bring the children where the activities are surrounding their children you know and this is how they strengthen some of the things that they already had in place as well Mm. you know because even with the american legion when they have you know like the um the uh scholarships and things like that of course they want those type of things you know and they need them so those are advertising pieces that they can get for the younger veterans to come in also. But more than anything, it's that significant part of understanding what they've gone through. 
and how to best, you know, connect them to those services and um, give them those tools that they really need. We're starting to do like workshops and things like that with the Red Cross, pretty much, you know, about different uh, mental health issue items that, you know, will help people just in a daily atmosphere to take care of themselves. So, I mean, our work is not done. We have a lot of more work to do. And, you know, we thank, you know, um, America's Heroes Group for giving us the, you know, the platform to be able to talk about these things because they are so important, you know. So when we get through this day, we're always still going to be veterans. So after Veteran Day is over, we still veterans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you look at those things also, and then what more can we do to help? You know, we have to be able to keep pushing it. We have to keep talking about it, and we got to keep them at the table. So my question, is, my question is this: So, women are the fastest demographic growing that are joining the military today. Yes, but there's so much, so many things that women have to face joining the military. I mean, I I think about this all the time. If I, if I had a daughter, I wouldn't want my daughter necessarily. Me personally, I wouldn't want my daughter. She really wanted to do it. I have to sit down and tell tell her, look. You got to be prepared for sexual harassment. You got to be prepared for maybe somebody trying to rape you. People that you are friends with might might get drunk one day and, and do something that might affect you psychologically, whatever, or physically for the long term. There's so many things. And also even the fact that, like what we talked about today, your career advancement, how many yeah. opportunities, are, how easy is it going to be? Are they going to look at your work, your body of work, and they gonna, are they going to respect that as, uh, against your peers? Because... It is. It is a male, still a male-dominated uh, organization. That's I mean, it is what it is. However, absolutely. So, why are women joining the military in such strong numbers? Why is it the the fastest growing demographic? I think a lot of it is coming from the fact that they want to go to uh, school, they want to get educated, and the you know taking out grants and all of that kind of stuff to go to school and that's what they're feeding them right now because they get it for free and they also learn how to you know do different jobs and things like that which is the best thing in the world when you can get that stuff for free mm-hmm. you know but or it get paid to do it <laughs> and getting paid you right. know so i mean you look at it you know but there's some consequences and then hopefully they will resolve those things you know and and I think it more has to do with, you know, people coming into the military. I don't think there's a lot of learned behavior there in the military. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this is coming from the outside. We talked about that before, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, women are a target anyway. Right. You know, even if you look at today's society, look at all these women that are getting killed, all these younger women being kidnapped mm-hmm. and things like that. And if you look at the demographics of it and the size of these people, it seems like they're getting these younger uh, people that are small, statured and, and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So Easy you have to, to look at all these ways of how we can protect them. You know, so sending them in the military, you know, should be the last place that we should expect that there will be something to happen to them, Mm -hmm. you know, but it does. And it needs to be fixed. And they have to. So you guys doing anything on Women's Veterans Day? You guys anything got any plan for your organization? Actually, we did it today. We did it today because we had our meeting today. So we had our little gathering and everything. We released balloons, and we had a great audience over there on Pulaski Road, you know, because it's a busy street, and everybody was cheering us on, you know. 
Uh, we had on our gear and everything, and uh, we had a, a deep conversation today about why do we think this day is so important, you know, and everyone had something different, even though some, you know, agree with what everyone said. And it's interesting that they all need the acknowledgement of it. Each of them have gone through denial of being, you know, a woman veteran and having to defend it in some kind of way, you know, whether it have been in the hospital and not being recognized as that veteran and or just in the general population out in, you know, in their employment and other places where they have gone, where they've had to challenge it all the time. Mm. So, you know, it was extreme that we all felt the same way and how important it is, but we all agreed too that it is up to us to make this go away and to change it and let there not be any doubt about women serving in the military. You know, it's up to us to get this done, and we will. And Michelle we will. Crump, U.S. Army veteran, founder and president of National Women's Veterans United. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And have a good Women's Veterans Day to you and everybody out there that served in the military. This is America's Thank Heroes Group. My pleasure. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.